With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. For any Yankee fans looking for a podcast to listen to, I suggest you check out NYY Sports Talk. Are you listening? Tune into the fellas. Damn. There's no BS, there's no drama. Uh, just feel like you with the fellas talking baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 231 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian, and it's SGR. What up? You know, I'm I'm dropping the pirate gimmick. I don't really like it. Yeah, I'm kind of glad. You, I'm kind of glad you did. I wasn't a fan of it to be honest. Although we, we did, we did get a little bit of a, a more symbolism that we should start a pirates podcast. Is that Chris was getting ripped by a guy whose screen name was Pirate something? Yeah, so I mean, we could we could get on it. Let's see how we're doing in the standings. I think the Pirates are on like a seven game skid right now. Let's look that up real quick. So, no one cares. Uh, I mean, the Yankees. No one cares about the Yankees. We yeah. just want we want Pirates uh, news. Yeah. Oh, oh no, they won. One and one. They have a two. one Thir- game. Thirteen. They're yeah. thirteen and seventeen. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Yankees weren't that far off from that a few days ago. So. No. Shows how quick to turn, Pirates fans. Still hope. Uh, didn't when you were younger? Did you ever? Were you ever told there's no hope with dope? Uh yeah, and dare. It was pretty much. Yeah, well, there's hope. There will be hope for us if you can leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, please do that. Subscribe to the show on YouTube. Also, please uh, check out the show on Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash NYYST. And we have a new patron. We'll shout him out. Kasim Amine. Um, uh, you know, I watch. Uh, I watch. I listen to a lot of small town murder and they always shout out their patrons at the end of the show. And they always make a joke about how they butcher everybody's name. So I like, definitely just butchered that dude's name. I mean, I mean, it could be, it could be. Yeah. So uh, I do apologize for butchering yeah. your name, but I thank you very much for supporting the show. Yeah, uh, right before hopping on, Ryan was working on episode three of Mike's on late. Um, I haven't had a chance to listen to episode two yet. So I'll have to do that. Uh-huh. I mean, not uh, good epi, you know. dude. Yeah, good epi. They're quick too. You could bang one out. You get one, you know, quick crank, quick crank, crank it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, it, the thing is that when I'm home, I have a, I have a, 
limited amount of time to do things. It's like I'm going to devote right. my time to watching the game while also watching a one-year-old so i don't have time yeah. to also listen so like a lot no, of the, no. a lot of the times like i'm listening to stuff in the car and because of the way you send the audio file if my phone goes to you know black it stops playing mm-hmm. so then i gotta flip up it, it's a hassle ryan it's a hassle i hear you i hear you bro <laughs> it's it's totally cool uh, I did say that I wanted to start doing a post game at least once a week uh, on Patreon, but um, unfortunately wasn't able to make it happen this week. Uh, sometimes life gets in the way. That's just the way it is. But I wanted to make sure that we got episode 231 out. Uh, we sent Chris on assignment this week. We always send yeah. Ryan on assignment, but we, we sent Chris on assignment this uh, yeah, for this episode. I've been um, busier lately. Chris needed the some some extra work to do so we got him out there on assignment he's actually if we want to spill he's in pittsburgh right now he's counting out locations for us to move the pot over there we're picking up and going over yeah so he's also not here so we can definitely trigger him and talk the next 45 minutes about the mortal Kombat movie we can definitely do that you know i wouldn't mind turning this into a mortal Kombat pod <laughs> I was never, I was never really, really big. I think the arcade games were just like a few years before my time, but like, still, still there. But I, I gotta say, the movie wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I went in with really. That's the thing with movies; it's all about the expectations you go in with. Like, I was in with bo- bottom of the barrel expectations for that movie, so pretty much anything was gonna be good at that point. But it was, it was a decent movie. I liked it. Oh yeah, I. I yeah, I'm not going to say it was a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but if you just sit there and want to turn your brain off for an hour and a half or hour 40 minutes, yeah. I mean it was fun, it was a nice callback to some of the yeah. some of the games. I mm-hmm. so I mean, you know, people I think people have too high expectations of things sometimes and they they want they want uh Oscar caliber performances. Yeah. You I no. mean, was there one name actor in this movie? I don't think so. I couldn't uh, tell you. No, I don't think I could name one person that was in that movie. So, I mean, really, what do you expect? And it was a gore fest. Scorpion, Scorpion's been in some stuff. I just, I'm not sure what it was. He was I mean, it was a gore enough. fest. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you played the games and you didn't get a kick out of some of the stuff that happened in the movie, then I don't know. I, I mean, I would probably say it was probably about a six, which isn't, I mean, it's, it's a, it, it is what it is. Yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't like people were saying like, oh, the worst pile of crap ever. I mean, I'm sure I could fucking watch 15 other movies, uh, and tell you that they're worse. The God, the, that goddamn Godzilla movie, Godzilla King Kong, was way worse, dude. Than, uh, much, dude, much, much better movie than than Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong. I don't know. One of the worst movies I ever sat down and watched. Again, expectations a little too high for that one. Hey, what's that guy's name with the like twelve arms or eight arms? Goro. Yeah, yeah, he looked. That was pretty shit. That was pretty bad though. He looked like a fourth grade fourth grader did that CGI. That, that was my only I if I had one big complaint about the movie, it wasn't even the uh the CGI on that. It was just that I expected more out of Goro than just being like Yeah, they kind of kinda... Yeah. Yeah, I mean the movie's been out how long now? So I mean if you haven't seen it, that's your problem. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's been about uh, three weeks. I mean, what's the spoiler limit on Mortal Kombat? <laughs> yeah, really. Like who's clamoring? Really? Who's getting that mad over that? All right, so uh, we're done triggering, Chris. Let's get on to the business at hand here. The Yankees, uh, it's Thursday evening, almost 9 o'clock. 
a few hours ago. The Yankees lost to the Arizona. Jesus Christ. I keep, Whenever the Yankees have a bad loss, I go, I get like PTSD and thinking about yeah, the 7 of, of 2001. Uh, the Yankees lost uh, to the Houston Astros 7 4. They failed to complete the sweep. Uh, Jose Altuve, I mean, I didn't watch the game today. I was busy today, but I listened to a lot of it on the radio. Uh, and then I saw the highlights when I got home. I mean, you got to tip your cap to the guy. He swung at a ball at his fucking neck. And he. <laughs> Got a lot of power and a little body is. Um, he was on a rough stretch too. Yeah, but I don't think he had a hit in that series until today. I tweeted it as soon as I found out what happened. I would have bet. I would have bet every single cent that I make from today until the day I die that he was going to come up big in that spot. Just like I had that feeling that he was going to walk off Chapman in 2019. Uh, that sucked. People can say whatever they want about Jose Altuve, but I mean, if you don't if you don't follow it with, but he's a great player, then I think you're fooling yourself. Just like the same thing, you know, Carlos Correa is going to be a part of this shortstop free agent class. I think I might hate him more than I hate anybody in Major League Baseball right now. But if we're having a a, a zoomer in January announcing Carlos Correa as a new shortstop in the New York Yankees, I don't think I hate that. No, I don't think I, I hate could it. You? Yeah, he's he's a top and he's I mean, top three in the league. And I mean, there's there's Alex Bregman who's just a giant douchebag. Him, I, him, I feel like I I wouldn't be able to accept being on the Yankees. No, because um, we saw and it got brought it back at around this week that he uh, jumped in some fans' DMs and was like talking crazy shit to him, like. Like, dude, come on, bro. Like, this is a fan of the doing? team that you play for. Why would you go out of your way to alienate this person? To that's what I don't like. You know, you want to be cocky and defiant towards the rest of the league. That's fine, but take it on your own fan base. Like, imagine if John Carl Stan decided he was going to jump in everybody's DMs. Oh, right, because he was like suggesting a trade or something, right? Yeah, the this was back when this was back during like peak. Chris Sale days, and I think the person suggested that the Astros trade uh, Bregman for Chris Sale. Hmm. So, I mean, you can't be that sensitive, dude. Well, you know, you know what's bothering me is apparently the stadium today was really adamant against booing the Astros. A lot of reports from fans at the game saying that they were advised to <laughs> limit their. Uh, certain chance at the ballpark and they were confiscating any I, I guess garbage cans or some does anybody bringing in anything which is which that part's fine I'm fine with that but I I cannot get on board with telling fans of opposing teams to to quiet down and give this team any sort of break no but here's the thing and this is what I know a lot of people were getting upset over it's not that you can't cheer against the other team it's that they wanted to limit the type of language that was coming out of the fans mouths, which look, dude, they're not going to say, I mean, you want to say that we're, I'm soft, fine. I'm fucking soft, but you know, it's never been okay to chant. Fuck you to somebody for three hours. Like it's on the back, back when they used to give you paper tickets, it's written as part of the code of conduct for attending the games that you can't say that type of stuff. When, if you ever pay attention to the, to the, to the uh, jumbotron out in center field, when they, right before the game starts, when they list all the stuff that you can't do, cursing is one of them. 
Now, right. whether or not security ever uh, enforces it is a different story. You mm-hmm. know, I usually when I, you know, I noticed that when going, you know, when we used to go to games all the time, if nobody said anything, they would kind of let it go. But if somebody complained about it, so I guess, you know, because maybe there was so much attention drawn to it and it was mm-hmm. so noticeable that they kind of wanted to cut it down. And, you know, they don't want, I guess, you know, they don't, especially with now you're hearing the stadiums are going to open up a lot more. They don't want people to not want to bring their kids to the games, which I get, you know. Right. Well, I mean, but to see that what bothers me then even more is that it sounds like they're being proactive on this situation where in most cases the MLB is usually reactive to situations. So now they're worried about code of conduct, right? You know, they're, they're, they weren't worried about code of conduct when the team was uh, cheating their way to a World Series. But, you know, fans can't chant what they want to chant. Look, I get it. There's kids at the ballpark. That aspect of it is, you know, you don't want to expose them to certain – I guess certain language, whatever, but I mean, come on, dude, if you're not going to punish these guys with suspensions, if you're not going to even find the players, then this is their punishment. It's the consequence of cheating is that there are no limits on what is said when they go to opposing ballparks. You wanted immunity in this. You wanted to not get suspended or fined. That's great. Well, now this is, this is your punishment. Right. That's fair. That should be their punishment. But also if you're, you know, the Yankees, I'm sure that you really don't want or, you know, I don't know. Okay. Whatever. It is what it is. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I know a lot of people were freaking out about it today, but it's not because of the, I just want to make that clear. It's not because of the Astros. Like you're just never allowed to do that. You know, it's really, you're it's right. Just, that, that has been known for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, and people are like, oh, you know, and I saw a couple of people freaking out about them taking away the garbage cans. They don't let you hit beach balls. Yes. You think you're going to be allowed to have an inflatable garbage can? You know, mm-hmm. especially when things are heightened because the Astros are in town, you know. Uh, I don't know. Today was very disappointing, though. I mean, you're, you got Garrett Cole on the mound with a chance to sweep uh, and you lose the game. So, I mean, I hate. It puts a real. I mean, the Yankees were on a five-game winning streak. It, it's just like it's like when we recorded that Sunday after the Yankees took three out of four from Cleveland, and they lost the final game with a chance to sweep. And it just kind of like takes away any of the good feeling that you had about the series. It's like, okay, you took the first two, you got Cole on the mound, you lose. And like I said last episode, like. You want to think that you're going to win the cold start. You know you're not going to always win the cold start. But when you have a chance to sweep, you you have a lead in the eighth inning. And look, here, let me look this up real quick because this this is what kills me. Chad Green comes into the game, and I have no issue with this whatsoever um, because, like I said, I didn't watch the game, but I followed it closely enough. Garrett Cole was not peak Garrett Cole today. I mean, he gave up two home runs. That's that's one more than he's given up all season. He only struck out four, but he got you through seven with a lead. Ninety-seven pitches. I mean, I mean, yeah. You know, you do you really want to? How much do you really want to push Garrett Cole in that situation? Because how many? Not, what do you want to say? Ninety-eight out of a hundred times, you go to you go to Chad Green to lead in the Chapman with a lead after seven. You're going to win the game. But here's what the problem is, right? Tucker is hitting 179. 
Kyle Tucker's hitting 179 and you walk him. You're just mm. asking for fucking trouble. And then Justin Wilson, when the Glaber has that great heads up play in the um in it, yeah, it yeah. was in the uh, in the bottom of the eighth inning yes. to score that run, right? Wow. He has that great heads up play that makes you harken back to Johnny Damon in in uh in the World Series in two thousand and nine. Good call, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He brings in Justin Wilson. And what does he do? He walks fucking Kyle Tucker. I mean, come on, dude. And here's the worst part. And if you're Justin Wilson, he's a lefty. Lefty, lefty. You're walking a guy batting 179. You got to throw this guy strikes. If you want, you know what? If Kyle Tucker takes you deep and ties the game in the seventh inning, okay, or the eighth inning, I'm sorry, I live with it. You can't walk him. You can't put him on base. Like you can, here's, here's what my, I always go back to this, right? Because everybody was bitching. Oh, you got to put, you got to leave Cole's race. Okay. I get it. Cole's race, but he wasn't the, he wasn't Garrett Cole today. He wasn't the best we've seen of Garrett Cole today. So you get him through seven with a lead to go to green and Chapman. You're going to do that 10 times out of 10 times, especially when Cole is sitting on the doorstep of 100 pitches, and he hasn't been great today. But here's the thing. If Garrett Cole comes out, serves up a home run to Kyle Tucker, who's the villain? Aaron Boone's still the villain. Mm. You know, that's what you have to you have to compartmentalize what the right move is. And in my opinion, the move is going to Chad Green. So the, the issue isn't, Boone, Boone pulled Cole too soon. The issue is that Chad Green can't walk a guy hitting 179 and set that inning up for a guy like Jose Altuve on his fucking birthday, who you know is just waiting to, to do some damage in this series. Well, yeah, that, see, that's the thing. That's the thing with a team like Houston. When you make those kinds of mistakes, they're going to friggin' jump on them, dude. That's exactly what they did. Right, and they're not a bad team, right? Like I know a lot of fans start coming in. Like they have the Yankees and the Astros have the same exact record, sixteen and fifteen. Like this is not a bad team. They still have a lot of really good players on this team. Look at their lineup, and their bullpen's actually playing well. You know, really, really well right now. And McCullers looks good. Granky's there. Uh, Garcia's having a good year. So yeah, they're. Great he team. Be, I could not. I mean, I could not deal with Zach Greinke as a Yankee, especially with the type of uh, stuff he yeah, has. In the, no, yeah, no thanks. With the type of stuff that he has now, that would drive me crazy. Yeah, with the ETH, you don't like that. No, the guy can barely. It's wild him. though. Yeah, but see, like he was throwing what eighty nine, topping out like ninety. But then he throws a 71-mile-per-hour curveball, and it's like if you're switching, changing speeds, you're still going to be effective. So he's found a way to still be a pretty good pitcher in this league. Yeah, but he's like baking fucking brownies from scratch in between each fucking pitch. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> fucked up. So, I mean, we'll go through. I mean, I don't want to go too deep into the series here. I mean, the Yankees did and at the end of the day, the Yankees did what they needed to do. They took two out of three. We said they had to do that. It's just that when you have the chance to sweep with Garrett Cole on the mound and you don't get it done, it just takes uh, – it's just such a sour taste that it leaves in your mouth. But John Carl Stanton stays fucking red hot. I mean, dude, 
when you said Oppo, when you texted instead of Oppo home run, I'm thinking he like he like well he that was a fucking bomb that he hit the other way. Liner. I mean, it's, it's incredible. That home it's run that he hit. Mm-hmm. That home run that he hit. Uh, and uh, and Wednesday's game, and you just I said I said, dude, he only he only hit that one 107 miles an hour. <laughs> only, like it's that's like a, he's had a a driving range. It's like a weak shot for him, 107. It's wild. But yeah, man, Stan has been he's been red hot. I mean, um, it just it just cracks me up though, dude. Like. I was hoping to be in a better mood recording this show because the Yankees would have swept, but like now you just want to nitpick everything that bothers you because they didn't. And it's just like, okay, you guys booed this guy midway through his third at bat on opening day, <laughs> on opening day after he just had it in historic postseason. And now here we are today is what? May 6th. They're chanting MVP for him. <laughs> I mean, Dude, you cannot make this stuff up. Only Yankee fans. I saw a post on Reddit on the Yankees page over there that actually, and it had a bunch of uh, people, they're called upvotes when it's a popular post, saying that John Carlos Stanton's actually underpaid. <laughs> so so it went from booing this guy three at-bats into a season to this guy's underpaid. Yeah, you know, uh... Yeah, so Monday night, no, it was Tuesday night. They won seven to three. Herman wasn't great, but he gave him six, allowed three. Then they busted it open in the in the sixth with four runs. Uh, three on the Bregman. Well, I think um, Lemay got credited with an RBI, but it was a three run uh, led to three runs on the Bregman error. Uh, Odor wound up on the IL on that play, and and Maldonado was back in the lineup today. Man, I thought he was dead when he took that shot to the head. Yeah. Yeah, but credit was, him. Was, I mean. He's he's back, but you know, Dor's injured now, and uh, we don't know if uh, Urshel is going to be all right because he left the game. He's going for MRIs, and then uh, curiously, uh, down in Scranton, in the middle of the game, uh, Miguel Andujar uh, just uh, started playing third base today, just in the middle of the game. So, I mean, it's. He didn't come out of the game, which would have meant that he was probably getting called up. But the fact that the Yankees were like, hey, why don't we get him some reps at third is probably not a good sign. Yeah, and they'll probably be cautious with Gio and stick him on the 10-day. Call up Miggy. Yeah, I mean, the defense was really starting to turn a corner, though. You felt you felt a lot more comfortable with this defense. And now you're going to stick Andujar over there, who the Yankees were really trying to shoehorn into being a left fielder because their outfield situation sucks right now. Let's be honest about it. And we'll take Aaron Judge out of it because, I, what has he struck out, eight times in the last two games? Yeah. Well, um, I know he struck out five times yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yesterday. How many times did he strike out? He struck out at least twice today. Uh uh, he had two Ks today. All right, so he struck out seven times in the last two games. Uh, he took the platinum sombrero on Cinco de Mayo, and uh, people were people were like, "Oh, has anybody had a platinum sombrero on Cinco de Mayo?" Uh, who cares? Like, but <clears throat> so you want to just take Judge out of it? I'm sure he'll be fine. I don't know what his fucking problem is. Maybe he's sore again and needs to take two days off, and and then he come back and and 
driving eight runs. I don't, again, I don't know. Uh, I don't hate Aaron judge. Like I understand your level of frustration with him right now, because I'm at a frustrated level with him right now as well. Like, I don't think he. I just don't know what his fucking problem is right now. Maybe he, maybe he just needs to. He needs to get hot, and then, like it looked like when he came back from being sore, he was gonna get hot. But then it's just like it fizzled away really quickly. Like the Yankees it need Aaron. Could you imagine if him if he was even halfway competent right now with the way Stan's hitting the ball? I mean, you, you just look at it. Look at it today. The the guys hitting around Stanton, com, a combined zero for nine. Lemayhew zero for five, and then Judge zero for four. I mean, that's a Yankee fan's wet dream is to have Stanton and Judge hitting at the top of yeah. their capabilities at the same time. Mm, cream, and it's just like you know, and and um, uh, Stan today. Uh, I mean, he had another home run, struck out twice, grounded into double play in the game, but he had, he hit the ball hard. Bregman makes a nice play. I mean, so, uh, but going back to the outfield, right? I'm not allowed to say anything bad about Aaron oh, Hicks yeah. for about another 13 hours. Um, because about I, that. yeah, I, I promise I wouldn't talk shit about him for 36 hours. If he drove in a run when the game was tied on Wednesday, it was, uh, yeah, it was 3-3 in, in the eighth when uh, <clears throat> he was up. And uh, I said, if he drives in a run here, I won't, say, I won't talk shit for 36 hours. So uh, we're still about 13 hours away from that. But since then, I mean, he had a pretty solid game t- today. He went, let me see here. I think he had a couple hits. He went He had three, went three for three today. So maybe I should promise not to talk shit about him more. But it looked like on that play that Glaber uh, scored from first on – the infield single, he got hurt, and uh, I think been been really busy today. I think Boone classified as cramping in both legs. Yes. So we'll see it. what happens. Uh, I'm I can't comment any further because it would be talking shit. Right. So we'll we have to stick to that. Okay. But mm-hmm. you know, up and but we this is not talking shit. This is just facts. It's just like up until he had that hit, he had three <laughs> hits today. You know, Hicks is, Hicks has not played well. Hicks Watch has not it. played well. Yeah. Brett Gardner yeah. has not played well. Clint Frazier. Now, please tell me that you were joking today. I wasn't, dude. Please, for anybody that missed this, please please tell me what you told me earlier today. All right, so you know how right behind the dugout now they kind of, they put up a screen divider because of COVID, you know the glass, per, I don't know whatever they call it. Yeah. So Spike Lee is sitting. Spike Lee, uh, you know, famous director, uh, famous Knicks fan. He's sitting right behind the dugout, and I guess somehow Clint threw him a ball, and you know, which is fine. You know, that's that's quick, right? You just toss the ball and move on. But he proceeds to then turn around and kind of almost have a conversation with Spike, but they can't hear each other that well because of the 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 you know the glass protector thing there. So he's screaming. He's like, "No, read the ball. Read it. Read it. I left you a note. Read read it." And he's like gesturing a lot to because they can't hear one another. So he's being like over emphatic and just you know. He's, his body is turned. He's not even watching the game at this point. He's just he's t- he's talking to Spike Lee, trying to let him know, hey, I, I wrote a personal message for you on that ball, and like he they, did for Ryan Reynolds a few days earlier. Did they mention this during the broadcast? 
Uh, yeah, well, they were showing it during the broadcast, and and you know, from there they were just talking about it, and then they moved on. Was this was this during the game that he was doing? It this? was right. At, it was right after his home run. Look, bro. The thing he did with Ryan Reynolds is fun and all. And here's mm-hmm. the fuck. Here's the funny part. Apparently, he told people he doesn't like being called Red Thunder, but then he signs a, a hat for. It was a hat, right? For Ryan yeah, Reynolds so, yeah. and Red. Okay, whatever, fine. Two, two Green Lantern from Red Thunder, which was a nice jab because we all know that that was a shitty Green Lantern movie. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't want to get off. But I, I will say I, <laughs> I am a little upset that that movie never got a sequel because there is a really, really good animated Green Lantern movie that they were building the sequel to take after and i wanted to see that uh, i can't remember the name of it now i think it might have been called like first flight or something yeah i think um, i know what you're talking about they kind of hinted at that right in the in the justice league movies like when they go back in time and stuff yeah like uh, i don't know who knows but but anyway all right so that was that was but look clint frazier is hitting 151 you had a you had a nice little home run in this game but let's 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 face facts here, Clint. You suck right now. You're absolutely terrible, and you cannot be fraternizing with Spike Lee during the game. You like I don't care. Look, this this would bother me if he was hitting six hundred. But the fact of the matter is. You're getting benched for Brett Gardner, who, look, it's still early in the season, and we've seen Gardy look washed early in the season only to get hot and and play to a certain level. So I don't want to say Gardner's done because we've seen this from him in the past. But, my God, the fact that we would rather see an over-the-hill Brett Gardner play than you should – tell you how bad you've been and you're too busy worried about playing fucking footsie with spike lee during the game he's gotta go i'm fucking i'm sorry he you got the yankees have to trade him it just shows to me that he doesn't get it that he will never reach a level yeah. of maturity to be mm-hmm. a new york yankee now Dude, yeah you gotta watch watch the video of it man it's a, i just watched it again it's 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 not a good look. I mean, it's it's you know you can't do you can't do stuff like that when the you're Yankees. In the I mean, yeah. Look, dude, the Yankees have women beaters. They have a guy shooting off a fucking gun. I'm sure they have other guys that are not the most upstanding citizens on this team. But I'm talking about Clint Frazier right now. And what do we always say about Clint Frazier? He just need he doesn't get it. He does he hasn't matured yet. When he took every last fucking minute to report to Scranton when he got sent down a couple years ago. The Instagram post, whatever the fuck else that he does. It just seemed like a guy that didn't get it. And how old is he, right? Was he like 24 years old, 25 years old? He's 26. Now he's he should be. I mean, at 26, you're a professional baseball player. Now, you've been up in the big league since what, 2017? He made his debut? Something like that. I just want to be sure. Yeah, I think it's 2017. Uh, yeah, he made his debut in 17. Right? 39 games. 17, 18, 19. You've been in the big leagues for five seasons now. Five years. Parts of five years you played in Major League Baseball. You have to get it now. And he doesn't. He doesn't get it. Right. So for so then it 
then this, then this scenario, it's not even the, the moment itself. It's, it's what has built up to this, that he, he still just doesn't get it. And this is just another thing that the Yankees can look at as an example of that. It's not that big of a deal, but when you add it up with all the other things he's doing and it's just another thing, it's like how much more of this are we going to deal with really? Right. Like, Dude, you hit a home run today. You're still hitting a buck fifty-one. Do you think that you're you're able to do stuff like this? John Carl Stanton is hitting five fucking hundred over the last eleven games. You and he's a much bigger star than you are. You think he's out there uh, uh, talking to Spike Lee or trying to get Blake Lively's number? I mean, come on now. No, because no. you know what you you want to you want to. Truth be told. Ryan Reynolds, if, if, if John Carl Stan wants to hit on his wife, Ryan Reynolds ain't going to do shit about it. Okay. Yeah, no, right. Okay. He's got a big piece. Okay. They don't call him Dick Big Stan for nothing. <laughs> but, dude, it's just like I, the, Yankees, the Yankees pet this kid's ego in spring training by saying, you're the left fielder, right? Because guess what, Ryan? He was always felt like he was looking over his shoulder. Oh, Gardy's here. Oh, Mike Tockman's here. Oh, this guy's here. This is this is not my job. And then they told him it was his job, and he fucking stunk. He was terrible. They traded Mike Tockman. He still sucks. Now he hits a big home run in the game today, and he's just like, oh, look at me. Now I'm a, I'm a fucking – no, dude, you just don't get it. You don't get it. We're trying to win a World Series here. Now fucking talk to Spike Lee during a game. I'm sorry. That rubbed me. That, I mean, that really rubbed me the wrong way when you said that. I was hoping that you were fucking lying. I really oh, was. Man. It was two outs in the fourth inning. Convo with Spike Lee. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you not paying attention to what your teammates are doing up at the plate? Uh, can't do that stuff. All right. Well, a couple other things we want to hit on here. Um, ask Chris for this, right? <laughs> because that was uh, it was in the eighth inning. Yeah, it was in the eighth inning. You know, the Yankees got that run on uh, on the Hickson field single with uh, when Glaber scored from first. And you know I'm saying, and then Higgy grounds into a double play, right? Uh, and I texted you guys, and I said, it's amazing how much Kyle Higashioka sucks now that he's been playing almost every day. And I don't – and Chris took April 27th as the line of demarcation. That was – I just wanted to check what game that was. That was – April 27th was the – excuse me, that was the second game in Boston, in Baltimore. I don't I don't know why I took that game. Let me see here. I can't find the box score. Maybe that was the first time that he started. I don't know if Gary started in in that game or not. I don't know why there's no box score. Like, well, it would have been. I the, think Gary did start in this game. Would it have been the? No, because I think Gary started game one of that series because the Cole pitched the right. So game yeah, April twenty seventh. Yeah, because April. April 27th was the second game. So that must have been when uh, he kind of oh, took over. So, yeah. Yeah. So I knew it was during both the Baltimore series, right? So here's here's Kyle Higashioka since April 27th, right? He's hitting 
150 and 20 at bats. Okay. Mm-hmm. One home run, two RBIs, eight strikeouts in those 20 at bats. Okay. His uh, OPS. I got to. I got to add this real quick. I'm terrible at math. His OPS, right, is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I'm bad. I'm sorry. Dead On air. base plus slogging. His OPS is 611, which is atrocious. Okay. So he's hitting 150 with an OPS of 611 since he took over as the quote unquote starter. Now, what have we always, what have we been saying? He's not a starting player. Let Kyle Higashioka do what Kyle Higashioka does. Stop trying to make him a starting player. All the fan, everybody thought Kyle Gashoka was going to be the savior. Kyle Gashoka, because they hate Gary so much. And yet, Gary's been fucking putrid. I'm not saying that he's been great. He's been terrible since the first week of the season. But Kyle Gashoka is not your answer. He's, there's a reason why he was a 30 year old minor leaguer. Yankees didn't miss Kyle Gashoka. They just, they, I mean, come on. So now you're. But- we can get into this further down the line, but now you, you got to go. He's not the, you got to go get a catcher. The, the only thing though, that makes you kind of hesitant to, to go back to either Gary or find another catcher is look at what these starting pitchers have done in the last 16 games. I think it's 15 of the last 16 games. The starting pitchers have allowed three or less earned runs. So, I mean, it just it seems like when this guy is catching, the starting pitching performs a little bit better. So are you willing to then sacrifice the offensive production to have if the starting pitching continues to look like this? Right. I don't dis- I do not disagree with that, but the Yankees didn't make this move because of the pitching. They made this move because Gary Sanchez right. couldn't hit his way out of a paper bag right now. That's true. Yo, man, he had a terrible at bat in last night's game, Gary three pitches and he swung at one like I do in MLB the show when it's like you just kind of click it at the last second by accident and you just you stick the bat, bat out when the ball's already in the catcher's mitt. Ugly, ugly at bat, but I don't know. But you're right, man. That is that is what it was, right? Because that was the statement that Boone made. We're going to go with the, the hotter hand offensively. He's just performing better. Deserves yeah, because if Kyle Gashok was hitting form. like this, they would have never made the move. And speaking of uh, bad OPSs, uh, DJ LeMayu has oh. been terrible this year. I oh, mean, man. I love the guy. <laughs> Just kidding. You did. You called it. Yeah, not like this, though. This is not updated. No, you got to go on MLB. No, it... No, I was on the wrong game. I was still in Baltimore. I was still in the Baltimore series. Yeah, what a, he's hitting two sixty seven right now. Yeah, but his look at the OPS though, right? It's what six uh Yeah. The OPS is six ninety seven. That's bad. It's way down. You know Yeah, and, and your brother, what did he what did he say? What, I wanna I wanna get the exact text that he sent here. I don't know. Maybe I missed it. He tweeted it? Or he texted it? Oh No, he texted it. He said, DJ really sucks this year, and this is what I said. Should have paid him more because he's playing like a $15 million a year player. <laughs> we all thought, hey, 
You know, everybody was saying blank check DJ blank. Maybe the Yankees should have gave him a blank check instead of uh, holding out for every last friggin' penny because he's playing like a fifteen million dollar a year player. You you want twenty? He's probably saying that this is what when I was younger, I you always just say to my boss, "You're paying me fourteen dollars an hour, but you want twenty dollars an hour worth of production. It's not going to happen unless you pay me twenty dollars an hour." So he's getting paid fifteen million dollars a year. We want twenty five million dollars a year production. He's probably saying the same thing. You want that twenty five million dollars a year production? You got you didn't pay me twenty five million dollars a year. The first two years were on me. Now you got now you didn't even bother to pay me. <laughs> no, I mean, it. Hopefully, he he can. Turn around. The thing that bothers me with him is that he's pu- he's pulling the ball on the ground, which is something I really don't remember him doing this often. Where he's he's hitting right into the third baseman's glove. Yeah, and he's already over twenty strikeouts this year, which is mm-hmm. not good either. So it's not even the fact that he's rolling over on the ball and hitting ground balls. It's that he's striking out a lot too. So I don't. Maybe that's an adjustment that can be made. I don't know. That's a very disconcerting thing. It seems like we finally we've been waiting. But here's the thing, though, right? We've been waiting so long for one guy to get hot and carry the team, and Stan's done that. So now true. somebody because you can't realistically expect John Carl Stan to continue to do this all year long. But you know, can can he can he play at a certain level? Can he be an MVP candidate this year? I I mean, if he's going to stay healthy, I don't see why not. Right. Absolutely. I mean, but somebody's got to, somebody else needs to step up, though. Somebody else on this team needs to step up and help him here. Well, Gio was kind of being that guy. It's, uh, that injury today is really unfortunate because he was somewhat that that other that balance with Stanton and how you lose his bat, and they could be in trouble offensively again. Yeah, the thing with Urshela, though, is that he just he was more of like a, a flat line instead of getting ever he never really got like truly hot so i don't know it's going to be interesting to see the, the nationals are coming in uh for a three-game series over the weekend and that's not going to be easy they got swept by uh the braves this week so they're going to be coming in full of piss and vinegar probably looking to in mm. overall this week uh you you got to be happy that the Yankees are playing better baseball right now, even though they lost today. You you got through seven. You were in a position to win. It didn't happen. And like we said, 98% of the time you're going to win these games. That was the Yankees' first loss after uh, leading after seven innings this year. I think it's their second. If you go back to the 60-game season last year, between 2020 and 2021, it's their second loss after leading after seven. So I guess that's – Two out of a, you know, the it's to it, it's gonna happen. I mean, it sucks that it was against Houston. It sucks that Altuve got the 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 big hit. It sucks that you had Cole on the mound. It sucks that um, you had a chance to go for the sweep, but they won the series. You know, I don't want to be too down on it. You know, but still, this would this would have been a big game to get. It would have put you three games over five hundred. It would have put you a game out of first place. It, you know. Just they just got to continue to to build it. They don't they just look like a better baseball team though right now. They, uh, absolutely, every part of their game looks better now. The offensively, defensively, and then their pitching's been great. Starting pitching, I mean, bullpen's been pretty solid this whole time. But defensively, I think is the is 
really going kind of underlooked is really since they started putting a competent first baseman over there. Once once they had had someone who could play first base, the defense has shown such improvement. Yeah, I mean, I hate Mike Ford. I really do. But yeah, the guy is a first baseman. He could pick it. He could pick it. And think of, think of how many of those errors early on were on the throw where it was in the dirt and then, you know, then then the rally starts where first baseman stomps that out when he picks that ball. And that's what, you know, you see a gl- I've, every game it seems Glaber Torres is throwing one in the dirt. Yeah, I mean, that's uh... – <laughs> Seems to be a problem of his. But uh, before we wrap up here, I do got to mention that the Angels designated Albert Pujols for assignment. I mean, that. Saw I mean, that. If, yeah, I mean, the guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. But I mean, if you look at his numbers this year, uh, he's got a negative 0.5 war. He's hitting 198 in 86 at bats. So, I mean, and they're under 500 again. It just amazes it, it, it amazes me how you have the best player in the world in this freak show in Shohei Otani, and you're just never any good. And a former MVP in Rendon. Right. He's unreal. He's, is this? I just want to. I think this has got to be pull holes last year, right? Why? Because I can't imagine they would. Eat he that has. Much. He. You know, he had one more year in his contract next year. It was a ten-year, one hundred fifty-three million dollar deal, I think, or something. I don't know if it was probably two hundred fifty-three million. Jesus, but he had another year left, I believe. So I think they just kind of wanted to cut ties, maybe give someone else a shot, and Pujols. So I think no, I think this I is could see him. For him. They only stayed uh, through twenty twenty-one on Spot Track. I could have swore I read that they were buying him out or something. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, oh, the yeah, type right. of it, this this was the final year of his contract, but I guess they'll still have to pay the rem- for pretty much this entire year. They'll have to pay him. It's I mean, for the for this caliber of player, you hope that he even if he doesn't go to a good team, he just picks up somewhere and is and can finish his career with a little bit of dignity than having to retire after being designated by the fucking Angels. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, if Luke Voigt should be back for the beginning of the Tampa Bay series, if this was a longer-term thing for Voigt, I would actually – honestly, I don't see what the harm would be for the Yankees to kick the tires on him. But it just – it's mm-hmm. not going to fit right now. Although, honestly, because I hate Mike Ford so much, I might want to just sign him for mm-hmm. the weekend. <laughs> hey, hey, get a quick rentals weekend signing. I could see him actually – um, going back to St. Louis and kind of having that same role that I've noticed Pablo Sandoval kind of has this year. He's kind of made a name for himself this year in that bench role guy who comes in for the pitcher, just a one or two at bats maybe in the game. Yeah, I mean that's strict bench hitter. If they have a if they have a spot for him, I mean that should probably yeah. where he should he should go. Man, that would be yeah. a perfect capper to his to his career, but. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it's just fucking aggravating. I hate being aggravated by the Yankees. And I, I don't know. know. Man. And this was the game too, right? That they just really should have won. So that's what makes it even more fun. I don't know. Part of me feels like it's my fault they lost today. I don't know if anybody else is like a freak like me. Um, after, 
this is what I do, right? This is like mm-hmm. a thing that I do. I put on a pair of shorts. I watch the game. If they win, I wear those same shorts the next day. I don't stop. I don't. I don't wash them until they lose. But because I was out today and I was, I couldn't wear my shorts. They lost. I feel like it's like mm. you couldn't wear the shorts underneath, like underwear. You could have made them your boxers. Yeah, you got to take one for the team. I mean, that's yeah. where the phrase comes for. This is, comes this from. is true. That's true. I'm sorry. You take I'm one sorry. for the team. It's I'm all right. Sorry. It's fine. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I forgive you. Right. <clears throat> it's just the weird things that fans do, right? It's just like, yeah. No, nah, I'm, I'm a freak too. It's stuff like that. I got this Yankee rock here that I got from work, and ever since I started, kind of, I do a little fondling of it. I fondle it during the game. <laughs> And they've been on a stretch, good run since. So I'm, I'm holding on to this good. You fondle, you fondle yeah. rocks. Yeah, I like fondling rocks. It's kind of I kick rocks and I fondle. Okay, okay, okay. All right, you take a rock, okay, and you 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 form it, okay, into a ball, okay, and then uh, you take it and you throw it, okay. That's baseball, okay. Are you a pearl clutcher? I learned that one today. <laughs> I never heard that one, dude. Apparently, it's somebody that. Uh, shows disappointment or anger towards something, but in an exaggerated way that you're not actually as angry as you say that you uh, are. That makes sense. It's called, so it's called pearl clutching. That's apparently and sometimes I I pearl clutched in the past for sure. I'm clutch. Yeah. Okay. No. So yeah, that's your you. that's your that's your urban dictionary uh, learning for the day. I like that. Maybe that could be a new segment. Yeah. Maybe it could be. That'd be cool. All right. So we'll look ahead here. Uh, like we said, the Nats are coming into town. Seven oh five Friday night. It's going to be Tyone versus Patrick Corbin. Corbin, who? How many times did we have to fend off people? That to the Yankees were cheap for not signing him. His ERA is very often. His ERA is eight point one zero right now. That doesn't sound good. Too good. No, it doesn't. But this again, this is another big start for Tyone. I mean, you know, Boone spoke about the the training wheels coming off of him and Kluber, and it seems like he hasn't taken the the training wheels off of Tyone yet. So you know, this is a game where Tyone's got to get command early. Get through the first four or five innings relatively easy. He's got to see the sixth inning in this game. He has to. I mean, we're at May 7th now. Jamison Tyone's got to pitch in the fucking sixth inning in this game. I agree. I agree. 105 on Sunday. This could be a, this could be a real sexy matchup. Max Scherzer, uh, who's going to be a Yankee in July anyway, so he's going to figure out where uh, his locker is going to be uh, <laughs> during this game uh, against Kluba. Corey Kluber is a starting pitcher, okay? okay? Corey Kluber is a starting pitcher, okay? So can Kluber keep this run going? Uh, dom- these dominant string of starts that he's had, what's you know that's going to be that could be a fun uh, pitching matchup there on Saturday and to close out the series on Sunday. It's uh, Domingo Herman against Joe. No, Joe Ross. Joe Ross? God, they, I feel like they breed Rosses over there. Isn't that Tyson's bro? I'm not really sure. So, I mean, 
these are all pretty even pitching matchups if you want to look in take a look into the numbers here but again you know you swept Detroit you took two out of three from the Astros you can't have a letdown against the Nats we got to be sitting here recording Sunday night after the Yankees win another series again I'm not going to beg them to sweep but if you have a but again if they're going to go into Sunday with a chance to sweep finish it finish the sweep but just win but again just win the series keep stacking series wins keep stacking wins and we'll get there and just see how see we just see how much things have been better since they've started playing a little bit better these these games there's still these little things these games are going to stick out in your mind now not winning the finale in Baltimore, not winning the finale in Cleveland, not winning the finale in Houston against Houston until the Yankees can start stacking enough wins together and getting 10, 15, 20 games above 500. We're still going to be looking at these games. So just keep doing what you got to do. Take the day off. And then this is going to be, we'll talk about this on Sunday, but then you're in Tampa. That, the season. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't want to say, you don't want to say your seasons make uh, make or break on May 11th to, to the 13th. But I mean, you can't go down there and lay a fucking egg. You just can't do uh, it. It sets it sets a statement either way. I mean, you go out and lose again to the Rays, and what does that show you? But if you go out and you sweep them or you win the series, then you're you're really starting to look up because that's been the the kryptonite to to your team for the last several years. So the Nats are in town. The Nats are in town over the weekend. Just got to go out there and keep winning games, and you hope that Stan, if Stan cools down, that somebody is there to pick it up for him. Because this guy, uh, he's just—it's been fun to watch. This is what you've been waiting for. I mean, even in, in 2018 when he had the 38 and 100, even during that stretch when Judge was hurt and he was carrying the team, he wasn't like this. This is this is the postseason carried now into the regular season. This is John Carl Stanton. This is what we've been waiting to see. So, you know, like we said, we don't expect him to keep it up all season long. But I mean, if he stays healthy, this is this could be like maybe we were wrong about Aaron Judge and this our MVP candidate is gonna be coming from John Carl Stanton this year. But you know, I'll Judge has got to pick it up, LeMayu's gotta pick it up, and Glaber has gotta put one in the fucking seats, man. Please. Yeah, man. I know. He's been close too on a few balls, like that one against Ball. I think it was no, was it Baltimore that when they ended up losing that game? I think it was Baltimore, right? He hit the tying, got the tying run on a double, but usually that ball's going out. Yeah, there's been a couple close calls for him, but yeah, okay. All right, so we want to want to thank you for listening to episode two thirty one of the NYYST podcast. I don't know what the hell you're doing over there. Are you punching air? Hell yeah. So please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Please go to Patreon. uh, Support the show there. Once again, the address is... I want to get this correct. I know what it is. It's patreon.com slash NYYST. Five bucks a month will get you plenty of exclusive content. Uh, and I believe there's also perks merch wise involved as well. Uh, the first two episodes of Mike's on later up, Ryan will have the third one work, you know, working, working. And then, um, you know, we're, we're hoping to, to add more content. It just was, it was a rough week. We'll just, we'll just say that, yeah. uh, 
you know, shit happens. Uh, but we wanted to make yeah. sure we got a show out today. So thank you for listening to episode 231 of the NYYST podcast. Stat Guy Rye. Go Yanks. All right. We'll see you in the next episode. Who am I? Peace. Peace. Peace.